Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Hava, singer, songwriter, author, and entrepreneur. Welcome to Diary of the Scorpion Lover, the podcast. This space is created to have meaningful, exciting, and unfiltered conversations. We will explore how we can meet life's moments, go through them, and extract the gems. But it's not just about life lessons and healing over here. We're going to have fun and talk about some taboo and controversial things as well, yeah? (laughs) So come join me on this new talk show journey and let's see See each each other. other. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Diary of the Scorpion Lover, the podcast. It's still so exciting to say that. (laughs) I'm a podcaster, guys. (laughs) So this here second episode is dubbed Hiatus and Healing. And from the title, I'm guessing that you know what's about to go down. So I'm going to go into why I decided to take a break some years ago and what's been happening since then. So before I take a deep dive into all the topics that we're going to get into on this podcast... These first two episodes will be geared towards, you know, giving you a life update and just reintroducing you to this version of myself. I must say, I definitely feel different. I feel the growth that's been happening within me over the past few years. So this will serve the familiar and the unfamiliar alike. And for those who are new, new, (laughs) feel free to check me out on social media at Stephanie Havel for like a background check, you know? I certainly don't put it all out there, but you will learn some things about me that will provide a broader context to this conversation or to this episode. So as the title of this episode suggests, I haven't just been missing in action, but there's been some real healing. I'm so thankful for that. I've definitely been putting in the work on myself to make sure that I'm not repeating the same unhealthy cycles and patterns That's kept me in an unhappy place for such a long time. So as I said, I'm so grateful for this moment. So over the years, I've gotten a lot of questions asking where I've been, what's going on with the music, if I'm still singing, and when will I release my next book? (sighs) It's been hard to answer all those questions with simplicity, you know, or even a broad stroke response. It's been hard too not to feel like the suggestion embedded in those questions is that time is going or it's running out on me and I need to hurry up and boss. Maybe that's my own negative self-talk or insecurity, you know, or maybe not. A lot of people aren't privy to the balancing act of creatives to, to create and to create content and musical and entertainment products while being present in their lives in real time and going through the stuff that everybody else goes through without the pressure to keep their audience fed, you know? And while it's true that a lot of our experiences inform our art and makes it so relatable, but it's also true that in many cases we need to step back in order to nurture those parts of us and to to address the issues in our lives that will make our creativity more potent. But here's what's especially not been easy. Seeing others put their art out into the world and fill up the creative space while I've been just dormant with my own expressions. 
But as I said, I desperately needed to step back and to step away for a myriad of reasons. My children being the top of that list. Then for my mental health, but also for my economic well-being. Yep, you heard right. That part requires a whole episode unto itself. Listen, being an independent artist is a big expense. And my fellow indie artists will corroborate that for sure. But more of that at another time. I needed to go back to the drawing board, and believe it or not, to decide if being a recording artist was something I still wanted. Or will it, will it be the leading component? Will it still be the leading component of my career in entertainment? A lot was just not making sense, and I felt like I was in a hamster wheel. I couldn't go any further as I was. I was just stuck and regurgitating one unhealthy pattern after the next, you know, trying to keep up with the musical Joneses, pandering to algorithms and just pretending I was okay with it all when it was just draining me one drop at a time. This wasn't just burnout where I could take a week or two to catch my breath. All right, picture an airplane at maximum altitude running out of fuel and about to just lose control, crash and go up in flames. Yeah, that was me at the time. A very dramatic metaphor, but I'm sure you get the depth of the situation. And even though it appears as if I was thriving on the outside and I was maintaining, that's really all I was doing, maintaining. I wasn't evolving and internally I just was in shambles. This was the moment I needed to be my own savior. No new music, no new book, just an intentional retreat into a still quiet place in my soul to figure it all out. A lot of people think that when artists or creatives have these moments, that this is the time especially that we need to create, you know, to put it all in the art. And while that's true and oftentimes therapeutic, when it got to that point for me where I didn't want to, when the pain and the frustration and trauma was just bigger than my need to sing or write, I knew I needed more than just taking pen to page. So I decided to take a break. That was more than three years ago. <laughs> I didn't know how long it was going to take. I just knew it was necessary. It's hard to tell if anyone noticed because the creative space is constantly churning out new content, new products, and new talent. And while that wasn't my goal, to make anyone notice, it allowed me over time to read the room, so to speak. The assessment was that I neither had the resources, energy, or the style to keep up. Watching so many female artists come up after me and surpass me was really hard not to notice. I had put so much in over the years and to a lot of people, I'm still considered an upcoming talent, despite all my unsung accomplishments within the same space. Truth is, even though I lacked the resources and a lot of times just unwilling to compromise on who I am and what I valued, I was exhausted from giving my all and not reaping like rewards. Not superficial popularity, you know but just the ability to financially prosper. And don't get me wrong either. In the creative space, you are often playing the long game. Even in life generally, some things just take a longer time to mature and bear fruit. 
And I understood that. Hard work wasn't the only key, as we have been made to believe. You needed a bunch, actually. And some doors I wasn't willing to open. That also gave birth to resentment. I had seen so much, too much in the music industry not to understand what gives. And I hated that the thing I loved most in life, for all my life, singing, my passion turned livelihood, was ensconced in an industry oftentimes so ugly, that trying so hard for years to work with the systems established just eroded and corroded my love for being a singer. I found solace in the fact that I had launched out as an author as well, and at least in that world, I had less ugliness to contend with than the music industry. Writing was also my passion turned livelihood, and I thought focusing on that would allow me to fill the break I had taken from music. You know, write a couple books and then figure out where my music career would go from there. Except, dun-dun-dun, life happened. Ironically, he happened one night while I was writing. My emotional abuser, the grim reaper who came to collect the only light I had left in me. For two years, he consumed and gutted me all in the name of love, always just giving me enough hope to hold on to something that was making me lose myself. I believe they call that love bombing. It was the most confusing, turmoil-filled time of my life because I wanted to believe he loved me like he said he did. And maybe if I stuck it through, it would turn out to be great. Add him to all my previous traumas and unhealed stuff and inside me was a shit show. At this point, I was exhausted by life. But I could still feel something in me fighting. I still woke up to my children who needed me, who gave me the extra push to keep going. Another irony within it all was that I was still able to help others along their healing journey. People still looked up to me as a light bearer. And it reminded me of the time when I read Ian Lavanzan's Peace from Broken Pieces. There was a line that has stood out to me over the years. And it goes something like, even though someone is broken, it doesn't mean they can't see the brokenness in others. And I would add to that to say in my case, that because I was broken, I could see the brokenness in others. But as much as I could spark a light within them, I just wasn't able to do that for myself. I was contending with too much trauma, old and new. A thought that just came to me as I recall that time in my life is of someone who did take notice. And not that everyone else who cared for me and loved me didn't notice. But I had become very withdrawn from my friends and family. A big thing at the time for me was sparing the ones I loved the burden of seeing me through one more distressing time in my life. I didn't want to anymore be the friend or the sister or the child who constantly needed rescuing. Even though... Each and every one who cared for me would have shown up for me as they always have. But I didn't give them that choice. I was exhausted of being the person who constantly needed a rescuing. Notwithstanding, I was also mindfully aware that this time in my life was bigger than they could help me through. But back to who noticed. 
No matter how much I tried to mask it, my friend turned no life partner always had the ability to notice when I was in the thick of it. He read through the silence, the absence, the subliminal utterances, the pretenses. Somehow he knew he would reach out to me in the midst of panic attacks and just to check up on me or check in with me. To have someone who admired my public persona of strength and confidence see me in such a vulnerable position without judgment or a diminished sense of who I was, was a stream of light in the darkness that was my life at the time. He was a significant part of my breakthrough. And that breakthrough happened in stages, not in a big bang, aha, or light bulb moment as many people refer to it. It was gradual. And in hindsight, I can say that although I felt lost to myself, I was still there. My core had been shaken, but it was not annihilated. And I owed that to all the self-work I had done over the years. You know, it was serving me, even though I didn't notice it or I wasn't consciously aware of it. You know, my spiritual foundation, my children and the people who refused to give up on me, the ones who kept reminding me of who I am. All those elements were serving me in the shadows. I did have a small light bulb moment, however, that set my greater breakthrough in motion. And that was washing my face after a panic attack. I caught my reflection in the bathroom mirror and I just could not recognize myself. And I realized that it would be weeks, if not days, before Stephanie, as I knew her, would be no more. Yep that. I had contemplated suicide many times in that season. I remember saying many times that I didn't want to live. Actually, I remember a conversation I, I had with my friend Shauna. I called her in the throes of a panic attack and I remember saying, I do not want to live. I didn't want to feel anything. But the thought of leaving my children the thought of leaving them with that memory for the rest of their lives, knowing how crippling it would be, would never allow me to. True, in that moment, I didn't want to live or feel, but my soul would be tortured being apart from my little soulmates. And as broken as I was, I did not miss a beat with being their mom. I didn't want them to live without me. Someone who knew them and understood them individually and loved them beyond limits. I didn't want them to be without that. I remember going on Facebook around that time and I saw a post that my church minister, Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen, posted and it read, Feeling defeated is not the same as being defeated. We are not our feelings. I had to sit with that and let my soul accept it. And allow it to re-energize my resolve to just not surrender to all I was feeling. A lot of days thereafter were spent in utter silence. You know, whenever I could get it. Just sitting with myself and my thoughts. Isolating each aspect of my life and being intentional about how I wanted it to look and feel. You know, choosing what was optimal to my sustained happiness and peace. I knew a lot of the trauma that wasn't new and that I carried with me unknowingly from childhood and that was, that was informing my adult decisions. 
patterns and cycles, those things needed to be addressed with therapy. One of the things I discovered during that process was that I identified greatly with being an empath. So much about me made sense going down that rabbit hole. A lot of my trauma made sense. A lot of my choices made sense. And that allowed me to give myself some compassion. And as they say these days, grace. <laughs> as against being so hard on myself for the choices I thought I was too educated, too intelligent, and too aware to make. It's hard to heal when you are stuck on telling yourself that you knew better. Sometimes it is more than just knowing better. And if we can take a deeper dive within, without the self-deprecating narratives, then we will see that, as Fantasia says one of my favorite songs, even angels learn how to fly. Havani Productions, your hub for backing vocals on stage and in studio. We also do voiceovers, music production management, and event planning. Find us on all social media platforms at Havani Productions. Wherever you are in the world, call or WhatsApp at 876-407-5022 and let's talk about what we can do for your next music and entertainment project. A part of me wanted to, with my newfound strength and knowledge, try to see if there was something worth saving in that unhealthy relationship. You know, my friend Peter always says, once you understand the beast, you can control it. And I thought that from the vantage point I was coming from, that I would be able to affect the state of my relationship to a positive end. Even though I was experiencing emotional abuse, you know, cheating, oof, lying, etc., we had established the mechanics of a family. And that was important to me. My ego, maybe, just wouldn't let me have to start over with someone else. As a mom, I dreaded putting my children through trying to assimilate into another relationship in the future. After all, their father was with the same woman since we had divorced. And years later, there I was, unable to find mine it would feel like yet another failure like I was the common denominator you know a bit of self-deprecation there but I was the common denominator right facts but in the sense of choosing in the pattern of my trauma it's like every opportunity I got to exercise my value and worth I declined because maybe maybe my good isn't coming in a glamorous package I was so used to settling you know, and I thought maybe if maybe I needed to work with things as it is until it gets better. Oh my God, what a limiting mindset hearing myself say that. I couldn't continue like that. And so I made promises to myself to require what I want and not settle for less. To acknowledge mediocrity, love bombing and the darkness that seeks out my light when I see it and reject it. I deserve the best. My children deserve the best. And as long as I kept dropping the standard bar, I would never be able to experience that. And that wasn't limited to romantic relationships, but to the big aspect, the bigger aspect of my life. I also came to the renewed realization that I can't save, heal, or bring anyone up to their best self. Neither is it my responsibility. 
And that's also something I had been doing all my life with all the broken people in my life. And I would have kept trying with my emotional abuser for the sake of a family. But let me tell you something about alignment. You see, when you start to get in alignment, the creator conspires for the ultimate realization of that greater good. And I got the kick in the back I needed to walk away from that emotionally abusive relationship. I was pleasantly surprised at how much it did not feel like a loss. In fact, it felt like a weight had been lifted off me and I could now move, literally and figuratively. Every bit of me yearned for newness and for more. You see, when your soul accepts the truth and your intentions are resolute and you want more that badly, then alignment is finally achieved. I was finally in alignment. Praise God. Maxwell Paradise Oils, Jamaican castor oil blend to stimulate hair growth. It improves circulation to hair follicles, contains vitamins C, B, E, copper, and zinc, which seals in moisture and strengthens hair. Visit Maxwell Paradise Oils on Instagram at officialmaxwell underscore paradise 25. To get more information on this amazing product and all it offers, call 876 291 9662 and get your hair growth journey started. Shipping worldwide. I no longer wanted to be in the physical space I had resided for the past almost 10 years. I realized that. Not only were there too many memories I would rather forget, but that for the years that I lived in the space, I had never made it a home. There were no photos, no plants, especially for someone who is obsessed with plants, no decor. It had just remained as basic, drab, and uninspiring as it was when I moved in. And although I had chalked it up to not having the money to do what I wanted to do with the space... That was really what I told myself because I couldn't see what was ahead of me and how much pain the space would hold that would never allow it to feel like a home. So I moved house. I needed no reminders. I even moved out of one parish to another. You would think I was running for my life, but I was following my peace. So here I was ready to reinvent my life at the expense of breaking away from so much of what I had known and who I knew myself to be. Cutting the cord to things, ideas, certain people, including my mom at the time. But we'll talk about that in another episode. And some beliefs. And the world fell ill. A global pandemic? Who would have thought? Here I was experiencing a personal renewal. But the world was hurting and the mission then became for us to make it to the other side of this global event. Pretty soon after settling in my new life, the creator was back in full force. I started jotting down book ideas, drafts of chapters, song ideas, production ideas, planning this podcast and just planning my overall return to the creative space. I certainly used those quarantines and lockdowns to my advantage. And even though I have come a long way, I am still ever-present in my healing journey. I still contend with triggers and I still have hard days. 
but I am better equipped to deal with them. I am finally making choices for myself and my children that serve us and makes us unanimously happy. It was an exciting time in my life starting over. I call it my second wind. You know, I wasn't starting from scratch. I was starting from experience and that made so much difference. It wasn't just about embracing a new day anymore. An era had ended and I called it, I declared it. My takeaway, starting over can be very scary, especially when you've established so much of yourself in life. But the attachments, the sense of normalcy and routine can keep you in unhealthy cycles if you are not mindful. I imagine so many people in life have had to break away in order to flourish. You see, I look back and I marvel at the things and people I thought I couldn't live without because of trauma bonds. And now I look at myself thriving without even so much as a mention of their names. And spoiler alert, mom and I are better than ever. This starting over season was great for our relationship. But more anon. <laughs> I have dispelled so many beliefs that I held on to for dear life because my own liberty has disproved them. And in my mid-thirties, I decided to hit the brakes, put a full stop on where I was, how I was living, take stock and start over. It's not as easy as it sounds, but there may come a time in your life where you may need to start over in order to survive, in order to honor the precious gift of life you have been given take that leap of faith. Step back, reassess, reevaluate, redirect, reimagine. Just remember that you are now starting from experience. One of my best friends, Noel, once said to me in a conversation, you can't appreciate the mountain and cost the valley. It's in the valley you get restored to be able to stand on the mountain. What a powerful word. I'm honoring my valleys and the value they brought to my life. There's purpose in my pain and I will meet all my future challenges as teachers. I am happy that I didn't give up on myself and that I have people in my life that did not give up on me either. I am happy that I had a strong foundation spiritually so that when the walls fell down, the pillars were still strong and I had truth to build back on. I am happy that there are no mistakes in life, that my children gave me a fighting chance and that the past three years allowed me to rediscover me and be a better version of myself. It's as I always say, nothing happens to you, it happens for you. I couldn't see it while I was in it, but it is so clear now that I could not have gone any further carrying so much. I was hurting my back and burdening my soul. It was truly the perfect storm though. These years could have broken me beyond repair, but they birthed an entirely new Stephanie. A quote I saw on Instagram said, I am blooming from the wounds where I once bled. And that couldn't be more true for me. I don't imagine myself back in the music space as I was before. It will certainly look different, but I could never stop singing. I am the song. I am the singer. And as Marcia Griffith says or sings, 
I shall sing as long as I live, and as long as I live, I shall sing. <laughs> and get ready for Diary of the Scorpion Lover book two, because this phoenix has risen. That is Shades of Grey by yours truly. Official music video can be found on my YouTube channel and it is available on all digital platforms. All links will be in the description box of this episode. Thanks to all my listeners and subscribers for joining me on this episode of Diary of the Scorpion Lover, the podcast. It is my hope always that you feel seen, heard and validated wherever you are on your journey. Please share this podcast and help this community to grow. Leave your comments, rate and review wherever you listen to it. Check the description box for all social media handles. Follow, like, share and remember to get my book, Diary of the Scorpion Lover on Amazon and Kindle. I am Stephanie Hava thanking you and I hope to share this space with you again on another episode of Diary of the Scorpion Lover, the podcast. Big love.